your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Friday. It's a Tregoski Friday. We still haven't come up with music for you, Tregoski. And now you're in the studio away in the corner. Got you in the back corner. We should put a recliner back there for you so you can just kick it. Facebook Live people, I promise I'm here. <laughs> just disembodied voice right now. Yeah, used to when I used to sit there with Mitch. So here's the camera. I'll show you the, the camera feed. So if you put your hand like just out front, you can sometimes you can wave. Oh, uh, yep, there he is. There He's on go. Facebook there Live, everybody. <laughs> uh, but that's that's UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Chugoski. He's going to join me this hour. We're not going to kick him. We'll see if we can kick him out of the building uh, before the end of the show. Probably not going to happen. Um, have you uh, be- before we get into? You, I, love, I like to start the show obviously with just nonsense. Um, <laughs> have you watched the new Mortal Kombat movie on HBO Max yet? I always ask you these stupid HBO Max movies. Hey, I'm waiting for Space Jam two. Space on Jam HBO two. Max. My girlfriend is like, I haven't seen Space Jam one as an NBA like Rick. enthusiast. <laughs> enthusiast. What are you waiting for? No. My girlfriend asked me the other day. She's like, "Can we watch Space Jam one day?" And I'm like, "No." The answer is yes, Rick. The answer is yes to that question. Um, it, is there is is it a, is there music in this in Space Jam? Do they stop oh, yeah. and start? See, I don't want to do it then. I just I hate Disney movies because they just we're gonna stop and sing a song. Like well, why are you singing? Well, this is Warner Brothers though. It's yeah. totally well. Different. It's a cartoon movie. Yeah, fair enough. Um, unless it's a, a Mortal Kombat cartoon movie on HBO, <laughs> I'm into that. There's a new but the, but with the way we're doing movies now is you you buy HBO's subscription and you watch yep. movies on TV. Instead of going to the theater, not sure I would go to uh, Mortal Kombat in the theater. I'm not sure. Maybe a $5 Tuesday. <laughs> I couldn't even watch Godzilla. That's also on HBO Max. I, I couldn't watch it. I started it. And I'm like, nope, I, I just never was a Godzilla guy. I don't know. Uh, there's probably, you know, there's pro- definitely an avenue for people to watch Godzilla, I'm sure. There's probably a fan base there, of, of course, but not me. I couldn't even, even for free. <laughs> just like I'll watch reruns of Home Improvement before I watch Godzilla. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. If anyone wants to get in here, um, I don't know what else is the the, the school year has got to be. Is it wrapping up? It's May, like a couple weeks. It, it is actually our final week of classes at UWL is next week, and believe me, I think the students are ready for it. We had to skip spring break this semester in order to avoid people traveling around the country, getting COVID, coming back. COVID. Yeah, everyone would go to Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you saw the images from Florida; those kind of wild parties that were happening, and the spread that resulted. Ultimately, we've been really successful at UWL in keeping our case counts low this semester, but I can tell the students are dragging at this point. They're ready for summer vacation. Yeah, those poor students and their three hours a day of classes, <laughs> they need that week off after a month off in December. Uh, more than a month, too, right? Like, winter break is most of January, some of February, and then, like, the last couple of weeks of December. I mean, college life, I tell you, I, I miss it. <laughs> we extended winter break because of the fact that we weren't having spring, spring break, break yeah. this year. And I, it's, it's tough on the students because they're not used to having online classes. And the majority of the classwork has been online. So, you know, a whole different range of challenges there, like packaging the material in a different way and, them maintaining focus. I know if I was doing online classes all day, I'd have a hard time just staying focused and that keep maintaining a, my attention. Yeah, I would have a hard time um, 
being at class, I think. Like being, yeah. I would maybe record the class and watch it later, and then I wouldn't watch it later. I think people could probably do that, right? They did record the Zoom class or something. Do you take attendance on all that, Jazz? Just the. So, so what I do is I get half of my students in person yep. at a time, and then I record them lessons to make up for the other class period that they're not going to. Yeah, okay. And, okay, oh, so they just watch it at their leisure. Then. Right. Oh, right. that's that's way better than, like, you need to be on Zoom at 10. Uh, I don't know. That oh, might, the that's... Zoom fatigue is real. The Zoom fatigue is real. I, I feel like I just have, like, an allergic reaction to pulling up Zoom at this point. Well, we have this this dilemma here. I don't know if it's a dilemma, but first of all, the, like, the world shut down, and then uh, businesses figured out a way to let their workers work from home. And the the I think early on it was like, oh, my, like, I don't, what do you think early on was it I don't want to work for home, from home or I'm glad I can work from home. But eventually I think that got a little bit, for some people anyway, tiresome or troublesome right. because the kids are at home, the husband's at home, other people in the house are at home. So it's hard to actually do your work when there's stuff going on. So there there was, you talk about fatigue, there's some fatigue there. But then after that, uh, now we're, we're starting to get back to normal. Hey, come right. back to work. Come back and sit in your office or your cubicle. And it's like, uh, I'm good. I'm going to I'm gonna work from home. I don't want to come back to work. So I there's this weird teeter-totter I think that's going on. It's just this fascinating question about what is going to stick the pandemic era stuff. What is going to stick around post-COVID? Like work from home, to what extent is that going to stick around? Like virtual meetings, to what extent is that going to stick around? All these things that we've had to do to deal with the pandemic, not all of it's going to go away. Yeah, I, I know, uh, and I don't know to what extent this is, but Train Company in La Crosse is selling yeah. their big, I think it's an office building they're selling, um, and I forget, Prairie Springs, something Springs building. And I, I want to say that maybe that's because their office workers can work from home now, and they don't need office workers, so why would we keep this giant building on the books, and, and it'll like we'll just give you all internet passwords or pay for your internet at home or something like that, so... Uh, and, and I would, I would imagine that people that work at train would, would be like, Oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll work from home then. That's, that's way better. Yeah, probably. And I mean, it does get tiresome though, especially for people with young children at home and people with different distractions at home. Yeah. Some people have roommates. It's tough. Yeah. And then maybe your home isn't that big. You don't have an extra office area too so that I, yeah i could see for for a lot of people oh, i had to take over my wife's crafting room for <laughs> working from home during the pandemic you're like you're you're hitting that gas pedal on the uh the slinger uh <laughs> sewing machine or <laughs> what is that oh sorry sorry class uh I, I don't know do they still have is there still a gas pedal on sewing machines i don't know my mom has one it's from like this the God, I don't even know, 50, 60, 70. I don't know how old it is, but I just remember every time uh, when I was a kid, I had to get something sewn. She had this, like, sewing machine with a gas pedal on it. So, I don't know. Um, 608-785-7904. That's Dr. Anthony Jagowski. I'm Rick Solom, Lacrosse Talk PM. Brad's got to do the news. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Chagoski couldn't think of a song to come back on, so we went with Bread and Butter, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, maybe next next round we'll figure out what kind of music Chagoski likes. UW Lacrosse political side. Did I say that already? I know I said it earlier. Um, 
the uh, I have real I have a real issue with being able to conjure up songs that I like without just I know the three that I like on this show I do Buster Rhymes just to make make it weird on Wisdom and then uh, Stone Temple Pearl Jam and then it really if I go I'll go Ants Marching Dave Matthews Band too just because that's kind of an upbeat uh, but other than that I really have to I need my playlist in front of me and I don't have. I don't have songs on my phone. I just have podcasts. and I, I can't come up with songs off the top of my head. It has to give some thought into what is good bumper music. Yeah, not and not songs. I mean, I can come up with songs, but not songs that I want to. I mean, it goes like Rolling Stones. But I'm, I'm like, there's not a Rolling Stones song I really want to listen to right now. I can conjure up the, the old 70s bands or Beatles. You can always, you can sure. always pull those out. But nothing that I want to listen to at this point. Um. All right, so 608-785-7914. We're getting a text here. We're getting a call. We'll see who's calling here in a second. So you, you may – give me. let me figure this out. But um, I did put a story up on wisdomnews.com, and if you listen to Brad doing the news just before, uh, we, you, you know, we have a clip of that story on there. But if you want to read that. So Mayor, Mayor Mitch Reynolds in his first act of controversy, apparently, if you, if you want to call it that, if you follow certain uh, social media sites in town – um, he, he, he didn't sign the contract with this. This is really weird. He didn't sign the contract for the Bob and Rocco gun show, which is in January. So it's eight months over eight months away. I think it's the first week in January. And, uh, I talked to the show director at the Bob and Rocco gun show and they were like to hell with lacrosse. It's a, it, it's, a, it's been declining over the literally told me it's been declining over the years. And uh, it's it's difficult to get in and out of there for their trucks and trailers. Apparently, they have to you know one at maybe maybe only a couple at a time can load their guns into the lacrosse center, and then drive their trucks and trailers a couple maybe too many blocks away in January to walk back. It's kind of annoying because the we've they said they we've built parking ramps now, so they have to go find parking lots to park in. So now it's really annoying for them to to walk to back to the lacrosse center in January, which is fine, um, but. But so they they were like to hell with. I think the guy literally said, uh, "If they don't want our money, to hell with them." And I was like, "Well, you just go to the Omni Center in on Alaska. I think it'd be real easy to have your gun show because it's sure. unless the but the dilemma here is the Lacrosse Center doesn't allow guns. The 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 user agreement or uh, facility use agreement says no guns allowed. There's a paragraph in there, maybe. And I'm just like, did Mayor Tim Cabot not read that facility use agreement the last eight years that he was in office, or what? What was the deal there? I kind of wonder. It sounds like uh, much ado about nothing to me, because if this is just an administrative thing that came up, then this isn't like a culture war battle, let's fight over the Second Amendment kind of thing. It just sounds like an administrative issue that just kind of resulted in this gun show not being able to happen. Yeah, and Mitch, I think Mitch said uh, there was a bunch of things literally, uh, maybe maybe literally on his desk when he... yeah. O- opened the office for the first time as mayor day one of mayor here's a whole bunch of papers and, and things to read and user agreements to read and 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 mitch is kind of meticulous for this if you've if you've paid attention to him when he was doing the show when he was the news director here uh the one that always comes to mind is when the city council passed a ban on alcohol in city parks within mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if it was like 500 feet of city parks mm-hmm. which essentially banned alcohol in the city of lacrosse and Mitch, you know, puts out this story. Uh, by the way, City Council, you just banned alcohol in Lacrosse because there's a because you can't get. It's like the nine degrees of uh, uh, what is that actor uh, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. There's a city park within 500 feet of every place in Lacrosse. So essentially, there's probably like one little corner of Lacrosse where you could still drink legally, I guess maybe. 
uh, although you'd be outside. So every bar in lacrosse would have been Well, you wanted to have that spot to build your bar. Yeah, you build <laughs> the only bar in the, in lacrosse in the city of lacrosse, uh, the most popular bar. Uh, and then and and maybe you could have a gun show there as well. But so so you know he was he was doing stuff like that. He's reading you know and and so I would imagine that he meticulously is reading these user agreements. That he has to sign off on, it's his butt, right? If he signs in, that's kind of what he said. It said it bans guns. I can't sign the agreement, and I have all these other things to do. So by the time I I, I can't spend a ton of time, hey hey lawyers, can you go do you, you write up a, a new user agreement? We could get to it. It's eight months away, so you know we could probably figure it out. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I think that's right. I mean, Mitch had by his telling a lot of things on his desk on day one, which wouldn't come as a surprise. A new mayor comes in and has a lot to deal with. And there probably just wasn't the time or ability to really dig into this contractual issue. So maybe it can be resolved in the future. But what you're saying makes a lot of sense that this really isn't Mitch saying, uh, we don't want guns here in the cross, probably just Mitch reading the contract carefully and wanting more time to consider it and wanting the lawyers to weigh in or whatever. Well, and he made a point on, well, he didn't make a point, but he made a, a, a comment on Hayes' show the other day, maybe yesterday, uh, that he goes to the, he's yeah. gone to this gun show. Mitch isn't an anti-gun person. Uh, we did a show where his son sat, so his I was sitting there, his son was sitting here, had come in to sh- show off his gun. His son had just bought a gun, walked, first of all, he walked, he he had it in a holster, I think, and he, and he didn't have, a jacket on so it's not concealed carry you could just it's just open carry right and so first of all somebody called the police and his and his son this is a funny story because his son have you heard this one no nah. uh, so somebody called the police and immediately they're like you know uh it, you have a gun on you what's going on so his first reaction when the police asked him about the gun was to grab the gun to show the police that it's not loaded and the cop apparently was like no 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 no, no touch a gun don't touch a gun. You, so you can imagine, like in any other city with any other type of person, what maybe would have happened. Like we hear these stories all the time. But then, you know, eventually they got it resolved. It's fine. He, and then he brought the gun in here. So he's sitting here across from me, and I'm sitting there where you're at. But the gun's in the holster, Chagoski. So the gun is like pointing. So the gun is pointing at me the whole time. And I'm just like, can you just can you can you shift your your body one way or the other or slide one because I don't feel comfortable. I understand that it's not loaded, but it's pointed right at me. Like, so keep screening those calls, producer boy, or you're gonna regret it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> keep screening, boy. Otherwise, it's coming. Uh, all right, we got a call. We're gonna take this call. Who it is? Huh? Caller, who's this? You're on the air. Yeah, it's Joe. Hey, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, what I was gonna say was, um, it, to me, it would be pretty simple to say, um, well, let me check into it. We're not going to sign off on it until we find out more information. But the news was that he signed, he wasn't going to sign it and called and already talked to the person and told them that they weren't going to do it. So wouldn't you think that you would put that, that off and say, let me check into it instead of saying to Mike Hayes, I don't know, uh, uh, but, but, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's you, you, it's... you don't answer, you put it off and you say, I'm going to check into it. It shouldn't have even been news until it was already investigated and looked into, but it sounds to me like it was already wanting to be done. Well, the the Bob and Rocco gun show director called us and said, that we don't we don't want to come here anyway. It's a hassle, and we don't right, care. Right, but how did he but, – but they knew that it was news already. Had it, not, had it not even been talked about, had somebody not said anything, it was, Mitch, wh- um, what news? How, how did it, was it become news? news? How was it news? 
The story came out today. Yeah, how was it news? What? The story came out today. I asked Mitch if the Bob, whatever, the, the gun show was coming. Right, but somebody on Facebook said that they already had heard about it two days ago. Because we were talking about it last night. Okay. So I don't know how it, it came out sooner than that. And anyway, what I'm He's saying is... He's only been is, mayor for a couple days. Did, how did the guy know about it if Mitch was going to check in on it? How did what guy? How did the, the, the Rocco Gun Club, gun shop or whatever, how did he know that it was his contract wasn't being signed? Why wasn't he advised that they're going to look into it? How did he that's, know his contract wasn't being so, signed? Because Mitch said, I can't sign this. It bans guns on the facility. Sorry. And I can look into it and we can get back to this project at another time since it's not in January. So, so that why wasn't that said? But it wasn't not said. <laughs> You're saying that he not, didn't say that. Are you saying that he told them to go F themselves or what? No. Listen, I, I, you went to college. Is that a question? Oh. I don't know what you're doing. Well, you, you every time I call in, you seem like you don't understand what I talk about. You're, I, you're I, telling I, me I that Mitch, Mitch said that he's not going to sign the contract, and that's the end of it. We're never talking to you again. Is that what you're saying, Mitch said? It, well, yeah, is that what, that's what it sounds like to me. That's why, not, why that's not what it is. Why would just say, I'm going to check into it. Mitch, I don't understand why. Mitch Reynolds. We're not gonna we're gonna Mitch Reynolds, I don't know if I've moved on. I haven't been presented anything, but it's not really high on my priority list, frankly. I've got other things to worry about. As of right now, I can't sign an illegal agreement. That would be violating the oath of office I just took last week. So so there's there's what Mitch said. I guess I could have played the clip because I got it saved. Um so yeah, the gun show's eight months away. If they wanna if they wanna renegotiate. They can renegotiate, but at this point, that's where we're at. <laughs> like, and it's eight months away, so we'll figure it out. We got eight months to do it. Uh, Scott's calling in. Scott, I don't think you do too good out west because oh. there's everybody walking around packing. It just it, it, it's that's the way it is. But I'm I'm not worried about people packing. I was worried about the gun being pointed at me for literally two for literally like thirty minutes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you're right. It, the the barrel should be in the safe direction. Yes. And 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 the the police were called because they saw a dude, a six foot four dude, walking around downtown with a gun in his holster. So it wasn't me that called the police, although that would have been funny. I remember when that happened. Yep. Yeah. Any. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. I mean. It it would be it would be weird if uh, people were just walking. I mean, you see that in Texas every once in a while, where sure. they're having some kind of I don't know if it, you call it a protest or a rally or whatever, but everybody's got their big huge guns and they're just walking around. Or even on the right, we saw that at the Capitol in Michigan. Yep. Did we see that at the Capitol in Wisconsin? There's no you can't have guns on the Wisconsin Capitol grounds. I certainly saw it in Michigan and at other capitals around the country. Sort of these. These protests that were generally about the actions of governors, but were somehow about guns also, but then kind of about the pandemic too. Yeah, and then we get the cosplay guys with their army gear and their guns, and they come and play army. I mean, I remember one of my favorite things to do as a kid, Jagoski, was to play army. Me and my friend, there was a the neighbor had an old barn. We get we I had so many camouflage outfits and Rambo huge guns. We would play army all day long like for four or five days in a row. So all we would do is play army, and you know what? I I didn't grow up and keep doing that. I I kind of literally grew up and figuratively grew up. Libertarian guys calling in. Libertarian guy, you're on the air. Go ahead. 
Hi. Um, hey, I just wanted to suggest that maybe maybe Mitch needs to try to do some some healing with this. Um, first of all, the the news on this came out when Mitch Reynolds was on Mike Hayes' um, AM show yesterday, yesterday morning. morning. Yeah, but the the way the way he put it was, it's not a high priority, and I, I would encourage the community to weigh in on this because. First of all, the lacrosse center used to operate in the black. It's now operating in the red, basically because of COVID-19, and a small amount of lost business while the remodeling is going on. But our community committed to a $35 million debt for a $42 million project. And for Mitch, our new mayor, to be suggesting business at the lacrosse center wasn't a very high priority, that's a huge mistake on his part. And, yeah, he may not have had time to address it right then and there, but he really needs to reach out to these folks and say, let me look over this contract and uh, see if we can work something out. The lacrosse center has had this gun show for, I, I think I heard, 20-some years. And to suddenly say it's not okay, it, you know, is a problem. Well, the what, what happens this is they, they don't want people coming in with guns to other events. Yeah, it but makes when sense. The event it makes sense to the gun show. That's okay. I think the question is: is when did did did? I mean, we could. It's kind of a funny question, but the Cabot uh, sign, you know, illegal contracts the past seven years. Uh, but but Mitch didn't hear this news until today, and maybe he didn't because you know he's probably got other things to worry about than to, to read my sure. wisdom story. But this was the show director, uh, Ron Martin. After after you know when I talked to him. Bob just called me and said that Mayor won't sign the contracts, Dominic, for us to be there. So, and quite frankly, I don't care. I, I really don't. The show has been declining, and it's been so difficult there that they don't want our money to help them. So they don't want to yeah, be here. I, well, yeah, and maybe. And I and I've heard that soundbite. They just sound angry to me, and that's why Rich Mitch should reach out to them. And try to do some healing. That, yeah, that's I got our grapes. Oh, yeah. they don't want us, and so we're not going to bring the show back. Yeah, I hear you. I gotta, I gotta go. Sorry, I, I gotta. I just look at the clock. Uh, Scott's comments got to come up. We can, can, we can continue this conversation when we come back. But Scott's comment coming up. Tregoski in studio to hear Scott's comment. I don't know if that's going to be any different for you, but at least you won't be on hold. <laughs> and uh, Brad's got to do the news. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Apparently, this is uh, the music Tregoski listens to, <laughs> Paralyzer by Finger Eleven. <laughs> it was the suggestion, the first suggestion that popped up on my Spotify. If you think about Finger Eleven, the, the name for a little bit, it, you kind of start to wonder what that means. Uh, <laughs> never thought about it before. Never heard of it, actually. I've heard that song, but it, I'm again, I'm not, uh, I'm not down with uh, remembering song names. I can only recall them when I see them on a playlist. Um, we were talking. Uh, I, I did get a text a little bit ago, so let me see if I can find it. We were we were talking about this earlier, Chagoski, and welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Anthony Chagoski is in with me. We call him Doc. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. That's actually. the first time I've ever been called that. <laughs> I know. I did that once to uh, Engel, Aaron, Doctor Aaron Engel, the uh, the lacrosse school superintendent, sure. and I called him Doc once, and I thought it was like I made kind of made a joke about it, but. Um, Let's see here. Somebody texted in a lot of employers. This isn't about the guns things, but whatever we were talking about before, I think it'll come to fruition. Uh, a lot of employers pass their expenses on to employees working from home. 
did not help cover costs of internet with equipment or space used to work from home. We were talking about you yep. know COVID pandemic changing how people are working, yep. and now that we have to maybe go back to the office, maybe nobody wants to. But yeah, when we first went back home to work from the office, I learned this too. When I was, uh, I had a friend help me do my taxes because taxes are complicated, and you know that that note card thing that Paul Ryan said we were going to have. Remember the note card? That's do your how taxes gonna... on a note card. Yeah, that, that we haven't gotten there yet. I don't know where Not that quite. is. But the idea that you could, um, quote unquote, I'll just do the Kramer, write off uh, your home, like some of your home expenses and your taxes because you're working from home. Uh, you can't do that anymore. I think I think with the, whatever Donald Trump did early in his presidency, changing the tax laws, uh, remove this ability for you to write off like Internet or self. All these things that I use for work and pay for myself, I can't write off in my taxes anymore. I don't know if on the other side of things if i'm making up for that in taxes in general but the idea that i can't write it off anymore yep. uh is is a thing that i I'm, i don't know i guess i'm losing out somewhere well I, I it's no accident that you're seeing this big push for broadband access both here in wisconsin and around the country you're hearing that bought up as a key piece of this infrastructure package that is being debated in washington and that actually does seem to be a piece of common ground between the parties. You know, the Republicans have been all over Biden about putting things in his infrastructure package that they they don't deem to be infrastructure. But I think everyone's kind of in agreement that infrastructure is a pretty critical element of our that that broadband is a key element of our infrastructure now. No shock that this is coming up in the COVID era where students have to have good internet to be able to do their schoolwork. People working from home have to have reasonably fast internet. That's one of the major changes I think that the pandemic has brought about in public policy is this real push to get high-speed broadband extended across the country. Have you had any students at UWL just real trouble getting on? And Absolutely. Oh, really? This has been a big deal, a big deal at our school and at lots of universities. Students simply not having the speed of internet that can work for Zoom or that can work for whatever it is that they're trying to do. It's been a real barrier at higher, the higher education level and for sure at the K through 12 level as well. I, I remember back in my UW Stevens Point days, uh, early 2000s, being on the server at school and being yeah. able to play first person shooter games at a server speed beyond anyone's capabilities at home man i could kill everybody on my on on the the video games we were playing in in college on the server at school it it was we everybody else was pinged out if anyone plays video games they know what i'm talking about uh a couple we were talking about the gun show not coming to lacrosse or coming to lacrosse uh we can get back to that in a a second candace did text in should school districts had to provide hot spots for k-12 level families to help make school accessible when virtual um, I, I guess I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting that you should have maybe been been touting that on the show every Friday all all winter. Hey, we're not getting uh, a lot of our students are not be, being able to to participate fully in our classes because of the Internet. Governor Tony Evers has this in his and, and Joe Biden has something in his infrastructure plan on, on broadband Internet or Internet somehow. It does seem like that is an area of common ground. You know, you saw the Biden State of the Union and you saw Tim Scott's response It does seem like both parties want to make a deal on broadband, both here in Wisconsin and nationally. When you go beyond the roads, the bridges, the broadband, 
then things get really difficult when it comes to this infrastructure package in Washington because there's a lot of stuff in the bill aside from roads, bridges, and broadband. And I think there's a deal to be made with this kind of infrastructure. But when you reach beyond the roads, bridges, and broadband... Well, it's, it's weird that we're stuff. lumping broadband into the roads, yeah. bridges. Oh, well, it shows because, you how much our thinking has changed Because the, the fight on infrastructure is it's roads and bridges and maybe the electrical grid. I don't yeah. even know if... Infra- I would imagine. But, like, electrical grid now has turned into broadband. Yeah. And then beyond that, like, Biden has infrastructure things that people don't think are... Republicans don't think are infrastructure anymore. And, and with, without the pandemic, I don't think you see broadband getting lumped in with this. I think the pandemic has been pivotal in entering broadband into these debates. But yeah, I mean, the price tag between what Biden is proposing and what the Republicans are proposing vastly. Well, it's different. a, it's a, some, how many trillion is Biden? 1.2 trillion? Or Something no? like that. Yeah. And then the Republicans proposal was like 500 billion, right? It's right. Like a quarter of that. Uh, if anyone, it would be fun when you when we get a little closer to normal <laughs> here, because, uh, uh, you know, being on the phone the last couple of months with me, I don't get to see all your hand gestures. Now I get to see. <laughs> uh, is this how you teach, too? Are you always because uh, I'm on camera the whole time and I honestly I don't think about it anymore, although like I see myself on camera and I go, man, I need a haircut. Uh, I did go to to, to uh, Chatty Cathy, who ran for governor to get a or for, ran for governor, ran for mayor. I got a haircut from her a couple couple months ago. She does so. the prison haircut. She so. does do that. I, I, I didn't get one. You of didn't those. get a prison haircut. I, sh- I I didn't want a prison haircut. Actually, I didn't even bring that up to her. It was uh, <laughs> I, I will I will if I go go back and see her. She was great. Um, American Samoan Island has free Wi-Fi throughout the island for its citizens, provided by the United States. So there's that. I I I have uh, half baked ideas I have had in the past, and we've talked about these on the show in the past. And uh, now that Mitch is mayor, I'm going to propose these at some point. And I think he's even thought about this: is uh, citywide internet just having? I don't know if you do it. Uh, you see, uh, rural areas do that. They they kind of come together. These communities out in the rural areas. Like if you just said maybe like Houston, the city of Houston, I'm just going to say that. Or yeah. my, I have like a little community. There's probably a hundred people that live. Just there's woods all around it, but there's a little, about a hundred houses there. We could figure out a way to have our own broadband internet. If we didn't, I have a Centex, so they come out there. But uh, if we had to figure it out, that like we've seen that in different places around around the uh, around Wisconsin anyway. I've brought Peter Cameron with the Badger Project project on to talk about that. Um, but yeah, citywide internet in, in La Crosse. Maybe you ask Charter. Maybe hey, well, here's how many houses we have. Uh, you give us a discount, and and we have citywide internet. You figure it out, or or you or you go in on it on your own, and then hire the infrastructure yourself, which would be a, probably a pretty big price tag for this for the city of La Crosse. But also then. The internet would be free. (laughs) Then the price tag was the aspect that really came up in the mayoral race. And I don't know that we know for sure what that price tag is. But, you know, I remember Vicki Markison saying, well, the price tag, whatever it is, is just going to be too high. I think we need to get a sense of how much exactly this would cost. Yeah, I was, I'm not clear about that. Because I always thought, like, is it Charter? Is that what people use in the city of La Crosse? Yeah. I guess I don't, I don't live here. So um, if I, hey, Charter, you you sell to, let's say there's 10,000 houses in La Crosse. I have no idea. And uh, right now, 8,000 houses get internet and 2,000 don't. We're like, hey, Charter, we're going to do all 10,000 houses. And if you're charging 50 bucks a month 
for everybody. How about you charge 30 bucks a month, but you get all the houses and all the all the businesses and all the and, but you have to provide you have to be able to get internet everywhere you drive, essentially everywhere you're you're going. It'd be nice to have the uh, to have Wi-Fi while I'm on Granddad's Bluff. I don't know. And other municipalities have gone in this direction, so Lacrosse certainly wouldn't be the first to do it. We'd have to we'd have the opportunity to model it after some other cities that have tried this. Again, price tags the big question mark, but the benefits could very well be worth it. Yeah, the only the only issue might be. Uh, at certain times in downtown Lacrosse, when there are Oktoberfest, could you imagine trying to get on the Wi-Fi during Oktoberfest when there's ten thousand people literally on one? You know, the, the, you'd have to beef it up. Uh, Joe, Joe is calling in here. I'm sorry to wake you waiting, Joe, but uh, Joe, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Hey, it sounded like you you uh, were kind of disappointed with when Trump changed your taxes. I I I, like you, I can almost guarantee it was a good thing for you, unless you wrote off more than six thousand dollars in cell phones and internet. You you definitely made out good with the way Trump changed the tax plan and gave you a twelve thousand uh, dollar deduction right off the bat. So I don't think you spent more than that on cell phones. Yeah, and that's what I said. I don't I don't know if I on the on the back end of it did I did I make up for the fact that I couldn't deduct either oh. either way. It's confusing. All the the whole thing is confusing. If Paul Ryan uh, also pay his pay his two hundred dollar bill to the City of Lacrosse Police Department and also give us those note card taxes that we could just do the check boxes, that'd be that'd be great. Get on that. Well, you're pretty much there. I mean, unless you may unless you have more than twelve thousand dollars to write off and you make less than seventy five thousand dollars, you're pretty much doing it on a postcard right now. Uh, I, I mean, you're just taking the standard deduction and you go on and you get your refund. I mean, there's. There's Joe, no real Joe, my taxes, my taxes. What are you talking about? My taxes are like thirty pages, both sides. What are you talking about? A note card? Well, they're asking you, know, do you have you know this to write off or that to write off? I have nothing. Really, has nothing to do with writing off. For stuff. your work, for your work, you can't itemize anything anymore unless you are itemizing more than twelve thousand dollars in deductions. Right. No one's doing that. That makes less than seventy. Right, Joe. I'm not so, itemizing because, anything, and my taxes are still thirty pages long. I had to give. Uh, I had to give the tax guy so many pages. And I was like, I hope this is everything because I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking. It is almost a note card. Give me a break. I know you want to like say that that Trump did whatever Trump did when early in his presidency was great, and maybe it was, but it's not a note card. So like, it's just like the the. I mean, that's just one of those things like somebody says. I mean, we're still waiting for his health care plan too. Everyone comes in and say we're going to simplify the tax code, and inevitably they fall short of that goal. All right, let's take one more quick break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Back to Buster Rhymes here. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. Uh, libertarian guy did text in and said that it's no longer Charter. They 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 merged. So it's Spec- Spectrum apparently bought Charter, it looks like. Um, so when we talk about uh, citywide internet, we'll have to go to the entity known as Spectrum. Or maybe we ask a Centec. Maybe we can get since Charter and Spectrum can't compete with each other. There's no competition there. A Centex and La Crescent. Um, I don't know. Maybe we because we want to. We want competition here. If we wanted citywide internet, we want to be able to take the proposal to a couple of different businesses and say, "Hey, what do you got? Like, what do you, what kind of proposal? A bid, so to speak. Right. That's what we do with the city all the time. We bid these things out. Yeah, like what a what a concept, right? To have competition in the marketplace for the city's business. Um. All right, so do we need to assign you some? Do we need to assign some homework so when we come on next week? Uh, I don't know if uh, HBO Max has any new movies coming out, but 
Uh, I don't recommend watching Mortal Kombat. I do. We didn't. We didn't touch on this though, Chagoski. That that came out right as uh, right before the show, and I forgot to bring it up. And we didn't talk about the lacrosse pro- James Altman. We did. Oh, I, just, I totally forgot <laughs> oh, about did, James we Altman. Didn't talk about Altman because I wanted ah. to start the show with the Beethoven song. I wanted to come on and start the show. I think I got it right here. I think I got. It. Let's see here. In the name of the Father. And the Son, this is how I wanted to start Holy the show Spirit. today. I just totally Amen. forgot. If anyone let us pray, precious blood of Christ. <laughs> it's so only... weird. If you guys remember, we had some fun with that video a couple of months ago, back in the fall. Um, but the 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 story that came out right before the show, and I got literally one minute here, is that um, the Republicans are going to axe the, the the marijuana marijuana out of the budget. Marijuana legalization, Medicaid expansion, and there was one other thing that I can't remember right now. Who's against Medicaid expansion? I don't understand. Aren't we losing a whole... Like, our tax money is going to other states' Medicaid, right? Like what? Well, that's exactly right. And so if you're against Medicaid expansion, you would need to account for the fact that our stuff is go our money is going to other states and it's not coming back here for those federal dollars for Medicaid. All right, call your congressmen, your senators, your assemblymen and tell them you want Medicaid expansion and legalize marijuana. I don't I don't know why we have a problem with any of this stuff. Uh that's all the time we got. Thanks a lot, Chagas, for being in here. Thanks, Rick.